getting you ready for week five, the rest of week five on the NFL schedule and uh, taking a look at what we saw Thursday night football. What the heck was that that we saw on Thursday night football with the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos making our picks for the rest of the Sunday games coming up on this episode of Peacock and Williams. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, all of our lines and odds that we reference on today's week five games will be from our friends at Bet Online. Matt, I guess the good news is for the Indianapolis Colts and Colts fans, they were victorious Thursday night, 12-9 to against those Denver Broncos. The bad news was for everybody else in the world that had to watch that game. Was that the worst game you've seen in a long time? Awful. I mean, embarrassing. I, I can't – I'm not a hot take guy, but, I mean, I can't. I, this sort of sums it up. I made the joke on Twitter that when the game was over, I was going to go – uh, get back into the Dahmer series on Netflix to cheer back up, you know, for a little pick-me-up. I mean, <laughs> that was so terrible. Um, four interceptions, 10 sacks, uh, nine or 10 or what was it, seven field goals. I mean, no points other than that. Zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. And, hey, you know, I grew up. With the steel curtain, I can watch low-scoring football and love great defense more than the next guy. But this was just incompetence to me. I mean, bad quarterback play. Matt Ryan paces the two quarterbacks with a 20 QBR. I mean, and they (laughs) earned it. Just miserable. And then injuries. And I think this game would have been awful to watch if it were Sunday at 8 p.m. or anywhere else. I mean, I think these both these teams are miserable right now. But I do think, I'm going to stay on the soapbox just for a minute, that the NFL is kind of laughing at their fans. And I think it's embarrassing in a way that Thursday night football exists because there's so many more injuries. Anyone that has any clue about the game sees that it's a much lesser product. The, you know, the safety for players is awful. You know, you ask these teams to basically not practice and go on the road. I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of a sham and rarely do I go down that road, but I'm sitting there watching that go and this game's going to be miserable no matter what. But Thursday night football is laughable and the NFL is just kind of taunting us with it, in my opinion. I feel the same way, uh, especially mm-hmm. when you get a, a product like this and mm-hmm. And nobody wanted a fifth quarter of this game either. And of oh. course, it goes into overtime at nine to nine. And even those fans that put down their hard earned money in Denver with their team tied going in overtime, walking out of the stadium, <laughs> like, no, nope, right. not watching more of this game. Don't make uh, me watch a fifth quarter. Oh my God. Right. Pretty dreadful. Uh, so here's the thing is uh, the Colts now two, two, and one. They're in the mix in the it's AFC. So South. unfortunate that a team got a win out of this. <laughs> It should have, it sh- they should have just said, nope, we're, we're going to stay 9-9 yeah. tie and just end this right now after regulation. Yeah, neither of you deserve a win. That was my least favorite thing about the whole thing is somebody got a win in the win column. The, in the, It means as much as when the Chiefs blew out the Bucks. You know, like, wow. 
amazingly similar stat lines for the quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, 26 of 41 for 251 for Matt Ryan. You mentioned the 20.2 QBR, uh, basically a couple fewer interceptions or a couple of few completions and uh, attempts for Russell Wilson. He's 21 of 39 for 274, both no touchdowns, both quarterbacks with two picks, a 15.9 QBR for Russell Wilson. And these are big names as far as quarterbacks in the NFL have gone for the last decade, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, but they're oh. both pretty done. And both those offenses are just anemic right now. You can't feel good about your quarterback situation, especially what you paid for Wilson or Ryan at his age. I mean, the, the left tackle Raymond for Indianapolis. I mean, I, I kind of respected the Colts. I'm like, Oh, they're going to shuffle their line around a little bit. Maybe they'll be good on the interior, help the left tackle. He had, what, three penalties in the first half and is getting beat every other play. I mean, just bad. We knew Bernard Ryman. We covered the draft really closely. We knew Bernard Ryman was going to be sort of a raw player coming out of college, but not that raw. He didn't look like he had technique. He's just like grabbing guys around the shoulders on the outside. Like nobody your whole life teach you to come inside here with your hands. It was just (laughs) weird. Like just basic stuff. I'm not even off. I've never taken a snap in my life at offensive line. And I know that you got to have your hands at least kind of inside. Just grabbing (laughs) guys around the top of their shoulders. What are you doing? Yeah, it's so, you know, every aspect of this game is really hard. I mean, if I squint and find some good things, I think Alec Pierce is a is a keeper. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, this is one of those where you throw away the game tape if you're these uh, two teams. And, you know, Divorce Buckner probably enjoyed that he had a couple of sacks. Sure. And maybe there's some defensive highlights with these teams with, with the sacks, two and a half for Bradley Chubb on the other side. But... For the most part, you throw this tape away, not much to learn from it, just really bad football all around. And let's all uh, go to sleep a couple more times and forget about it by the time we see the rest of these games on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, really a bad product. Can't Next, we will make picks for those games on Sunday, minus the six-pack of favorite games that we did on yesterday's program. So go back if we don't cover your team on today's show. But we will start with Sunday's game with the New York Giants and Green Bay Packers which is a game that, Matt, um, I think the Packers are, I mean, these are two teams that are three and one. And I don't think that the Giants are a team that you look at them and you think, okay, this is a three and one team right now, right? And I, and I think they've had a nice little, little start to the season. I think they're going to come back down to earth and be more of a 500, sub 500 team maybe at the end of it. But they had a nice three, and zero start to their season in the Green Bay Packers, even though they're three and one, I don't think they're playing at the level they want to on both sides of the ball. They're supposed to be a powerhouse defensive team and they've been good on defense, but not as good as I think I expected in some ways. And then uh, on offense, they're still trying to to figure things out. But their favorite huge still at home in this one with the battle of three and ones. Green Bay favored by not at home. They're not at home. They're in London. Home yeah. team, but another London game here with the 6.30 a.m. start time for me on the Pacific Coast. Um, Green Bay favored by eight points in this one. Yeah, I'm actually looking at nine, which just seems like a ton. And uh, even eight, I'm going to take the points. I mean, I think the... Speaking of eighth, I would say the Packers are probably the eighth best team in the league, and the Giants are probably the eighth worst, something like that. They're not in the top tier, not in the bottom tier, but they're not far off. I just don't know if the Packers are a blow-you-out type of team. Um, I think their defense will feast, but their run defense hasn't been great, and I'm sure Barkley will get the ball 40 times and you know, cause some problems, keep this in close, eat a lot of clock. You know, Over-under is only 41, so I'll take the Packers to win, but like, 2014 yeah that's what it feels like low scoring game Packers win the eight points is where 
Uh, I'm not sure if they'll be able to cover that just because I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, an ugly game, right. you know, a lot of travel for these teams. So give me the Packers, but I don't know if it's by eight, but I can't sit here and say you should be betting on the New York Giants right now either. So mm-hmm. this is one probably to stay away from. I think so. Or nine, excuse me, nine points. Yeah, I, I gotta say it's a big number. Had to update my my bet online lines here. Yeah, uh, Green Bay Packers favored by nine. Do you think that the Packers are going to flounder all year on offense in the passing game? I'm not flounder. They're they're going to be a good team, but I thought Lazard coming back was going to be the solidifying aspect of the yeah. Packers' offense, and we still haven't seen that. He hasn't been as heavily targeted. As I expected, you know, Dobbs making some plays, making some rookie mistakes. We saw, uh, I think we saw Watson, the second round pick for one, like one carry, maybe one target last week. He wasn't really much of a factor either. Sammy Watkins already on IR, which is probably the most um, obvious thing that we would have expected with his Packers offense. You know, you got Cobb still running around out there. I just don't know what to make of the Packers on the offensive side of the ball and, and, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you should be trying to throw the ball, trying to figure that out, and I think they'll need to, but should they be leaning more on their running game? They do lead on it heavily. I think they realize that Jones and Dylan are clearly their best non-Aaron Rodgers offensive players. Um, but to answer your question, I think they will be – flounder is not the word I would use. I would say average passing game when it's all said and done, unless they sign Odell or make a – trade at the trade deadline and add someone that's a legit weapon. And Odell's really interesting, by the way. We don't have time to go down that road, but Rams, Bills, Packers, like there's one guy out there that could really help some of these teams. Yeah, and his market has grown just by not yet signing with the team. So maybe really smart on Odell's part not to sign, not to lock him into a, a roster yet before the season started while he was still hurt. Yeah, and it'd be a great fit here. Actually, that'd be be even better than the Rams potentially because of Mm -hmm. what his target share could end up being. Although he knows the Rams offense and, you know, similar offenses came from the same tree. So it shouldn't be that difficult for Odell if he did jump in on the Green Bay Packers either. But definitely something to watch as we get going. And we're in October. So the trade deadline, too, there's some opportunities for some teams. Absolutely. All right. Next, more games from Sunday Seahawks, Saints. We've got Texans, Jaguars, and a ton more to get to next. I want to talk about Simply Safe. Here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security at Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe. Uh, controlling the system with your phone and the app is important. We're, you know, we're in the year 2022 right now. You need to have a smart device. You need to be able to keep tabs on what's going on in your home while you're away, while you're inside to see what's going on outside. And you can do all of those things and control every aspect of it with your phone and the app with Simply Safe. And watch it on Crystal Clear HD live stream on your security cameras or the wide array of high-tech sensors, sensors on any doors or windows in your house that you need the 24 7 professional monitoring is important too. simply safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not at home or can't be reached so customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom slash locked on nfl save 20 percent on your simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free 
Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. That is today. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. Follow the NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, make sure you are subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube because that is also the home of Peacock and Williamson. Moving on, Matt, to the Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the, the Seahawks getting it done on offense. They have not been good on defense. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have been just sort of, I don't know. The, they've been a team that's been disappointing, I think, so yeah. far this year. They are favored by five and a half at home here against the Seattle Seahawks. And if you're the Saints and you want to get back in this thing and, and stay in this thing in the NFC South, you've got to beat the teams that you think you should beat when you're the favorite, which is what's going on here Sunday against the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I don't want to say Seattle's for real, but I have a lot of respect for what they're doing. And maybe there's a reason Pete Carroll's won all those games in his career. And Geno Smith's playing more than well enough. And they're running the football with Penny and weapons. And to your point, I just don't really trust the Saints right now. I mean, uh, it sounds like Kamara will play, but will it be Winston? Do they prefer Dalton? Is Dalton better for them? I, I think the Saints win this one like 21-20. But I think five and a half is too many points. I was going to say, it seems like too many points. And even if yeah. it's Winston or Dalton, I don't know if this the, the Saints will have a quarterback advantage over what we've seen with Geno Smith so far right. in offense with the Seahawks. As odd as it say. No, I, I, I agree that Geno's outplayed any of these quarterbacks for the Saints by far. The Seattle defense worries me a little bit in this matchup, but I don't think the Saints offense is really clicking at all. Right, so they're maybe not in the best position to capitalize on that yeah, yeah. you know the Saints defense should hold the Seattle Seahawks under the 48 they scored on the Lions last week but um can the Seahawks keep this one within five and a half points I think so and this would be a road upset special a couple Ooh, of type oh, of game could be yeah. yeah boy it'd be time to worry about the Saints then I mean it's like boy the season might be shot if you lose that would one. be sort of disaster yeah. scenario for the Saints they got to win this one even if it's by a point or a field goal but mm -hmm. I'm definitely taking the Seahawks in those five and a half points if I'm betting on this one couldn't agree more. The Houston Texans on the road at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it looks like the uh, betters are believing in the Jaguars, and I'm a believer, especially in the Jaguars' defense. I think it's going to be up and down on the offensive side of the ball for the Jaguars, but I love what I'm seeing from their defense. They're favored by seven at home as the leaders of the AFC South in the early goings of this season. Favored by seven against those Houston Texans. I'll lay the point. Um, I kind of looked at it the opposite way, like, I think the Jags are, I just mentioned the Packers are a top eight team. I think the Jags are in that neighborhood too. And to me, this line should be like 10, you know, like Jacksonville's good. They're clearly the best team in this division, in my opinion. And Houston is maybe 32nd in the league. I know Jacksonville doesn't have the best home field advantage out there, but I think there's a lot to get excited about this team. Seven's not a wonderful number, but I'm laying it and not real concerned. Don't sell Duval County short, Matt. I, I think they're going to be getting pretty hyped at home for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. You know, seeing a winner for the first time in a little while. They should. One overall pick in back-to-back -back years. Seeing, uh, you know, no, seeing what this team could be if Lawrence continues to develop into a superstar quarterback. And uh, the Texans are, are haven't won a game for a reason. They let me down last week when I, I wanted to take the points with the Houston Texans. Uh, our guy Winston. Sorry, Winston, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give up the points too. I think the Jacksonville's uh, Jacksonville Jaguars win this one big. 
Yeah, I do too. I think we're talking about, you know, this is a quality, clear playoff type team after next week. A lot of pretty big lines this week. We've got another one in Tampa with the Bucks favored by 10 over the Atlanta Falcons. Kyle Pitts was just ruled out about two minutes before we uh, started recording this. So he has been my least favorite fantasy player of all time. Um, I will lay the points. I kind of like Atlanta's, you know, fantasy aside, they're such a nightmare. You got to give this team credit for running the football, being physical, using heavy personnel and outkicking their talent coverage, you know, this year. They're competitive. I think Tampa might be turning a corner, though. Godwin's back. Evans is back. I, I thought Brady played well enough, although he's not 100%. Um, Bucks D is tough versus a run. Tens a lot, but I'm going to lay them the number. Yeah, tens a lot for two teams coming in with both 500 records. Both teams yeah. are two and two. And yeah, the... Uh, the the Falcons have been plucky. I don't know if they're going to go in there and win this one, but 10 does feel like a lot, but it also is in Tampa, not the longest trip for the Falcons. Um, I, I want to take the points because of how competitive the Falcons have been, but this is one of those games where I kind of want to feel like I, I stay away from it. But if I had to take one, I'm going to take the points and take those Falcons to at least keep this one a little bit okay. close. Although the, the, that's the, their style. the Buccaneers getting, you know, a little bit healthier with, with Godwin now and Julio and of course Mike Evans coming back, you know, they do have more firepower than they did a couple of weeks ago. So I feel a lot better about the direction the Buccaneers are going. They still have to figure some things out on the offensive line though. Yeah, they do. But this could be a, I, I think this could be that blowout game where we start talking about the Bucks. like, Oh yeah, they're a contender. They're figuring things out. How about the Chicago bears? A similar category to the Atlanta Falcons. I think they've been much worse though in the passing game. Yeah. Um, but they've got a two headed monster at running back Montgomery practicing this week limited. He might be back. If not, Khalil Herbert's been fine for them. And that is their modus operandi this year is just run the heck out of the football, try to keep the score low and see if they can sneak out a win against some teams. And they've, it's worked, uh, it worked at least in, in week one for those Chicago bears. And they've got a division opponent here on the road against the, the Minnesota Vikings, two and two bears at three and one Vikings. How do we feel about this one? Seven and a half points. Does that scare you off the Vikings who are clearly and should be the favorite in this game? Does not. I think we'll be talking about the bears rightfully. So on Monday as right there with the Texans is the worst team in the league. I think this is a blowout. I don't think you can play it that close to the vest and maintain that for as an extended stretch as the bears have. Vikings have a lot of firepower. I think they'll be able to run and throw on the Bears, control the clock like crazy. Vikes D is good enough. Tough place to play. I think they win by two scores. I'm going points again here. Straight okay. up, of course, is the Minnesota Vikings. I think the, the Bears can't keep this one at least close enough and play their brand of football. I think that's what we'll see a lot of with the Bears this year is, is playing that brand and losing a lot of close games. So hmm. I think this is another one of those, losing a close one at the Minnesota Vikings. And it's just those division opponents. And I know sure. they're new head coaches on both sides of the ball, so maybe you don't have that familiarity to level the playing field like some other divisional matchups. But those divisional matchups, those are the ones to look out for where you think one team's a lot better than the other, and then the other team surprises you. So give me the dog here and take those seven and a half points. Okay. I see it. I mean, if the Bears can lose a lot of close games, that's probably exactly how their season should want to go. Uh, next, we've got more games on the week five schedule to preview and make picks for, including the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders, two teams that need to get things going before their season starts to get out of hand. We've got the Miami Dolphins at New York Jets, as well as the Detroit Lions 
and New England Patriots, Niners, Panthers, tons more coming on today's Peacock and Williamson. And you can bet on any of those games at betonline.net, your number one source for football betting information this season. And you need to be informed to make those bets as well. So, of course, Bet Online is the place for all those wagers, but you can go get informed and find all the latest stats and teams' matchups and uh, player developments, in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Uh, as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there, not just football. And there's tons of football to bet on at Bet Online, but Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, even Vegas casino games as well. So get over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Here we go now, Matt. Continuing on to the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders. Those com- uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans actually on the road here favored by one and a half points. This is a little... <clears throat> It's a little like last night's game where I want to bet against both. Yeah. <laughs> it does have that vibe. Uh, um, I feel like I'm, I'm, with this game, uh, am I wrong to feel like, you know, if I'm getting points, the, the home underdog here might be the smart play. And you hope that too. Wentz has more of a game like he had early in the season where he's throwing four touchdown passes versus a game where he's throwing <laughs> three times. Yeah, I was kind of leaning that way too because I think these guys are – both on the same tier. It's in Washington. You're getting a point and a half. I kind of like how Derrick Henry has looked lately. Maybe I'm putting too much faith in Washington's D-line that it's more bark than bite, but I would hope that they could get after Tannehill quite a bit in the passing game. Uh, I guess I'll take the points, and I'll say Washington wins like 24-23 on a last-minute field goal type. I think I would take the total score lower. I don't think it's going to be 12-9 like we saw on Thursday mm-hmm. Night Football with the Colts and, and the Broncos, but I think the best sign we've seen for the Titans so far this year was Derrick Henry getting going last week. Yeah, yeah, That's so important. If they can start riding that train, that's what this team really, really needs, and maybe they found that mojo, and maybe that sort of you know carries them into uh, the playoffs or, or potentially the, the top of that division, but otherwise I haven't seen a, a lot that I like from the Tennessee Titans this year really – playing worse on both sides of the ball but that that's sort of the hope you have is like okay we get henry going now we can ride that train 40 carries a game you know whatever it is if he's able to to be up to it like he was in the past then you know Traylon burks and you figure out the, the 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 wide receiver stuff and that becomes easier to throw because teams have to load up to stop derrick henry and then you're you're kind of rolling playing keep away and keeping the ball uh, on your side of the of the ball instead of uh making your defense stay on the field a whole bunch so that's the plan. We'll see if the Tennessee Titans are there, but give me the points again in this one. I'm taking the points a lot this week. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's not a it's not a wonderful slate of games, but you know it could be fun nonetheless. Of course, um, oh, okay, I, 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 I can see Wentz screwing this thing up, though. You well, know yeah, that's, mean? That's, <laughs> you just flip a coin. It's like, which are you going to get good Wentz or bad Wentz? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you know, Jameis Winston. There's a lot of quarterbacks like that. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's in that. You know, you get bad Jimmy. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you can't. Be turning the ball over three times if you're not going to be making big plays on top of it. Wentz can make some big plays. Winston can make some big plays. But when you get, when the bad version of those quarterbacks show up, it's, it's hard to overcome multiple turnovers. It absolutely is. And I don't trust the Washington defense at all. I'm switching my pick here to Tennessee. Okay. I, think, I think Henry's the MVP of the game, and I just trust their coaching staff a little more too. How about those Miami Dolphins now? Uh, at the New York Jets, 
The Dolphins on the road favored by three points. It is going to be Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback for the Dolphins, but this is three and one at two and two in the AFC East. These are two teams that have hopes to uh, to finally be there in the end and potentially make a playoff run. I think the Dolphins are in a much better place, but uh, is there a big drop between Tua and Teddy? Do you think that changes a lot for that Dolphins offense, Matt? I don't, but Tyreek and Waddle are both battling some injuries. I think they're going to play. I'm not sure about Armstead. I think if you're the Jets, you have a little bit of optimism right now. You just got a win on the road, and your quarterback is back, and he looked like he progressed throughout that game. Not that I'm a Zach Wilson believer. Three and a half at home in a division game. I think I like the Jets here, but I definitely like Miami to win probably 24-21-ish, 24-23. I could see Miami blowing them out, though. But, I mean, I think there is some optimism in, optimism around New York with Wilson and Johnson and Sauce and all these young guys that are playing pretty well. Definitely the best I've felt about the Jets in yeah. a while. And seeing them seeing them battle, seeing them compete, seeing the flashes of future stardom potentially for some of their young, high upside players is important. Zach Wilson, you know, I think he's going to be up and down. Uh, I don't think... The three and a half, uh, the 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 line is enough here. Three, three okay. and a half. It looks like three now at, at Bet Online. Um, I don't think the field goal is enough to scare me away. I think the Dolphins can win this one at least by a field goal, even with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback and on the road. So, give me the Miami Dolphins here. I'll take the points. And uh, if the Jets can get above five hundred here at three and two, and Zach Wilson starts to look like the guy they hoped he was when they drafted him then you might be cooking with the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, this would be a huge win, or even if they battle them down to the wire, I think that's a statement by the Jets. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's an interesting game. We've got the New New England Patriots that like to play a certain brand of football. We've got the Detroit Lions that uh, have not been good on defense this year, um, but have been putting up points, surprising amounts of points, even with some of their weapons out. Last week, they were able to put up 45 points. Uh, I have no idea how this game could go. I feel like it could be, be a a bizarro game, which makes me just want to take the points. And it looks like Bailey Zappy again. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think this line is just screaming. Belichick will win this game at home. You know, I mean, the talent level here probably favors Detroit. Certainly their offense. You're not going to see Swift though. You're not going to see St. Brown. Hawkinson's not going to go for 180 or whatever again. I would imagine New England just runs the ball like every play. You know, I mean, we've seen Belichick go to extremes with throw run pass ratio at times. And, and I bet that they have like 40 minutes of time of possession when it's all said and done. But I also trust Goff in this offense to move the football against anyone. So I think New England finds a way to win, plays their style, lures them into Patriot football. But I'll take the points on the road. I think Detroit's a better team in a vacuum. Here we go. New e- Who would have thought Detroit yeah. Lions were taking uh, over the New England Patriots? But that's where we're at in the year 2022. Moving on to, I believe, the final game here on the schedule that we have not yet covered, which is the San Francisco 49ers at the Carolina Panthers. The Niners on the road favored by six and a half. Is this one uh, an easy road dog pick? Um do you think the Niners win this one by a touchdown? What we're seeing here so far with these two teams, and I've covered this game a lot as the host of Lockdown 49ers, is sure. Niners have maybe the best defense in the league. The yeah. Panthers have maybe the worst offense in the league right now, which is a bad combination. But if the Panthers do anything above average, it's play defense. And if the 49ers are below average anywhere, it's on offense. So just take the unders, basically. 
I 100% agree. I, I would have Niners number one on my defensive ranks. I would have the Panthers 32nd in my offensive ranks. Boy, I, I could see eight sacks in this game and two or three turnovers faced. And I really do like the Panthers' D, but there's not a unit I feel worse for in the league because they're just going to be on the field all the time. And I'm sure the Niners will be able to run on them, maybe not initially, but by the second half. And Debo gets free for one or, you know, I mean, I will lay the points. And I think I don't want to go that far. I was going to say this might be Matt Rule's last game. I mean, like we're getting to that point. It is. It is there. And by the way, at Bet Online, he is by far the leading candidate okay. to be the first head coach fired. And at the beginning of the season, he kind of dropped back down under McCarthy, and then now he's back up to number one by a lot. And in fact, it's not mm-hmm. even good enough odds to bet on that he's going to be the number one coach fired this year with the way things are going with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I just I don't like this game at all for the Panthers. Give me the Forty Nine ers, and I think they can win by seven. The only reason uh, I wouldn't pick the Niners in this one is that you know it's just too low scoring of a game, and it's a you know it's a, a four point win by the Forty ers But uh, they're just too talented, and it's an afternoon start, so the body clock thing's a little uh, yeah. bit better for those 49ers at their normal 1 p.m. Pacific time start. All right. And it's in Carolina, but the fans could turn on this team and make it a miserable environment. They already have. They're already yeah, I'm sure. They're, they, they almost want losses so they can fire everybody and move on. Make changes, That's yeah. the vibe I was getting talking to some folks uh, that are around the Carolina Panthers this week. All right. That is the week five slate. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. We will be back down to break it. We will be back to break it all down on Monday. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.